Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with at the bodega what up everybody this is your man ben's pharrell with thinking out loud how's everybody doing tonight i hope everybody's doing swell all right let's get into it uh matter of fact before i get into it i already told you guys i'm traveling moving around on um, different places new york city i'm traveling i won't be back till um Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon, so that's when I'll probably have more episodes, more and more, but I have to, like, work around the schedule just to get a episode in, you get what I'm saying? So, you're going to have to bear with me. I know a lot of people want more content. There's people that love content, and plus, I'm a, uh, I'm a new content creator that just jumped in the game. See what I'm saying? I didn't think I would do good, but it looks like I'm doing good. So I'm freaking doing my best here so y'all could get some new content out here. So Elon Musk live streams the border to give people firsthand account of the migrant crisis. All right. So tech billionaire Elon Musk visit the southern border in Eagle Pass, Texas on Thursday with plans to live stream a tour of the area to give people a sense of the real situation with the ongoing migrant crisis. Oops. All right. So here's this thing that I want to say. I never said I was against the migrants coming across the border. That's not my thing there because there's hardworking individuals out there and there's people that want to contribute to the American society. And technically, all of us are migrants or immigrants. None of us are, are officially natives of America. Only the native Indian tribes or the native Americans. They're the only one, all right? But all of us, even these white people that's thinking that they, these, these white supreme, supremacists, they don't know what the hell they're talking about because they immigrants too. So... All of us are immigrants. We come from different places all around the world. So that's what makes the United States what it is. So I'm going to just put that out there so so many of y'all won't come over here try to crucify me and say, oh, well, uh, Ben said this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We are all immigrants, all right? All of us. We just don't want the troublemakers to enter the U.S. That's what I'm trying to deter here, all right? And then you got big corporate businesses that um, um, they try to beat the system by getting non-documents to work for $5 an hour. That's unfair. You see what I'm saying? That's what I was talking about the whole time. So don't put words in my mouth and make it look like that. Oh, I don't want no immigrants to pass the board. No, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. Not at all. I was trying to stop the flow of drugs, fentanyl, and all types of criminals coming across the border. That's what I'm talking about, all right? Governor Greg Abbott, he's he's just being an asshole. He's not being a, a, a player, a team player at all. He's just being a dickhead, and I'm just going to keep a G with you, all right? I, I know the Republicans don't want me to say this, but the facts is the facts. Like, he's not being a team player, and he's not working, uh, He's not working with his colleagues and his peers. He's not doing that. 
what he's basically doing is listening to his constituents with uh, anti-racial, not, well, racial slurs, not anti-racial slurs, but racial slurs. And he's just listening to his constituents, the, the constituents that's putting money in his pocket. So Governor Abbott is not being American. All right. You got to think about that. All right. So let's keep it moving. So Elon Musk, who owns Tesla, SpaceX and X, has shown significant interest on the ongoing crisis along the border and has been posting about it frequently on his social media platform, X, formerly known as Twitter. On Tuesday, he announced he had spoken with the U.S. Representative Tony Gonzalez, a Republican from Texas, about the crisis, who confirmed it was a serious issue. Mr. Musk, while donning a black cowboy hat, went live on his platform Thursday saying he was going to go around and speak with officials and eyeball the situation to get the real story. This is real-time unfiltered, he said. What you see is what I see. Mustin said, as an immigrant himself, he is extremely pro-immigrant, but explained that there's needs. He explained that there needs to be expanded immigration that allows hardworking and honest people to legally come into the U.S., but not allow immigrants who are going to break the law. You see what I'm saying? One fear he voiced was the flow of illegal immigrants into the country could lead to the collapse of social services, just as New York City was buckling under the pressure of migrants being bused there from Texas. Joining Musk was Gonzalez, who said he appreciated the tech mogul visiting the border to get an unfiltered picture along the border. All right? So the feed then went offline for a little bit before returning with Gonzalez breaking down the situation along the border. The comments under Musk's live feed, live feed went rampant. As one user said, good to see Elon having to do the job of the MSM and of the politicians who are literally paid to do this but refuse. All right? So several users love that Musk was live streaming from the border town. Others boast how live streams are great. With responses quickly correcting the user by saying when they work, still others complimented or poked fun at Musk because of the cowboy hat and shades. Ultimately, the feed returned for another 13 minutes before ending. All right, saying, oh, I, I never use X for um, live streaming, but I need to like work with it because you never know. I do Instagram live. And I do TikTok live streams and stuff like that. Uh, I was trying to do YouTube, but YouTube is, they're making it too hard for people to, like, it's just too many people on YouTube and YouTube making it difficult. Uh, basically, I don't think, they just want certain people to be on that live stream. There's, there's YouTubers that have privileges and there's YouTubers that don't have any privilege. They quick to get a strike at any given moment. So, yeah, but I don't have no issues with migrants coming into the United States. That's I don't I never said that I had an issue about that. The issues that I have is the undocuments getting able to work at companies, the companies that are breaking the laws. You know what I'm saying? And they getting away with it because nobody's not even talking about that, and nobody don't want to have the conversation because these. Big corporate 
um, these big corporations that got the power to like shut anybody up who wants to talk about that because they breaking the law by letting undocuments work at their establishment for five, six dollars an hour. And then when there's somebody else who's actually an American citizen that that is really looking for a job, um, they can't get the job because the company is cheating. You see what I'm saying? And then you got somebody who's fighting to put food on the table and they shouldn't even be fighting to put food on the table. That's what I was arguing about. I never opened my mouth and said that we don't need no immigrants or migrants coming to the U.S. Because technically, all of us are migrants. Every last one of us. Even Donald Trump. Goddamn all of us. If you trace our DNA roots, it's all going to lead to some other country or all around the world. So, all right? So just stop the nonsense, all right? So it's not a, they ain't no these white supremacists that's claiming that they some type of pure white breed that owns this country are sick in the head. They need help. They need to be prayed for. They need to go to get a cat scan for their mind because I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. But we're gonna keep it moving on some or some other debauchery news. All right. Next. All right. Alleged Philadelphia looter. Um, by the name that goes by the name Meatball, who live streamed downtown chaos. She was traumatized after being released on bail. A Philadelphia social media influencer who quickly became the face of a smash and grab robberies that plagued the city of brotherly love said that she was traumatized after being arrested for her involvement in the robberies. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody that y'all know y'all cared for me. That's what she said. Ain't nothing never been nothing. Dasia Blackwell, who is known on social media as Meatball, said in an Instagram story, I ain't did anything like this in my life. Blackwell, who streamed the chaotic night of looting Tuesday night to her nearly 200,000 Instagram followers, told followers that she was traumatized after being arrested. I've never been through nothing like that ever in my life. I don't even know what happened. That's what she said. I need some sleep. I'm scared. I'm traumatized. Never again in my life. Uh, like, seriously, never again in my life, said Blackwell. In the following post, the alleged looter explained that she was traumatized by the way that, that they treated me in the jails, adding that this was this what these people do to us black people. Yes, meatball, that's what they do to the black people down there. I can't believe this. I'm traumatized the way they treated me in the jails. Wow, this is what these people do to us black people. That's what she uh, posted. Blackwell wrote on her Instagram story, Whatever I got to do to remain humble and live a better life, I will. I will never see jail again. I felt like this. I felt like I did years. Uh, that's what Meatball said. Meatball was arrested after live streaming hours of the looting that took place during Tuesday night. The stream followed looters from a state liquor store to Lululemon to the Center City Apple store. As the store as the stores was being ransacked, the stream showed stolen clothing and technology. Throughout her stream, Blackwell is allegedly heard cheering on the crowd. Blackwell's live stream ended with her apparent arrest in the back of a Philadelphia police car. According to news sources, she was charged with six felonies in a rain on early Thursday morning with her bail set to $25,000. 
Six businesses in the single retail corridor of North Philadelphia were looted, included, including three pharmacies, a hair saloon, a tax preparation company, and a cell phone store, according to the North 22nd Street Business Corridor, a business group. Photos of the destructive wake show a sporting goods store at a mall with mannequins and sneakers scattered about an Apple store and a T-Mobile store with phones and accessories toppled over and several businesses with shattered glass windows and smashed metal door gates. Authorities made more than 50 arrests, including one burglary suspect who was out on bail for a major murder case from last year. Right. Yeah, I got that on my TikTok. If any anybody that's out there that follow me on TikTok, you'll see you can see the mayhem with Meatball recording everything. Of course, I edited her uh, footage because TikTok don't play with me when it comes to like uh, profanities. You know what I'm saying? They don't want me posting nothing like that. But there's other TikTokers that can say profanities, but for some odd reason. I'm on the spot like they don't want me posting any profanities or any nude. They don't want me violating the guidelines because I don't know. I sometimes I put my um my TikTok profile on private. Like I'll put it on private. Like soon as I get off soon as I get off this podcast right here, this segment right here, I'ma put it on private. And then tomorrow morning I'ma like put it on. I'm going to put it back on public because sometimes there's people that's trying to take down my profile because, I don't know, sometimes it's jealousy because this is like my fourth, fifth TikTok profile and somebody is like curious, how the hell you get 1,000 people to follow you in a matter of days? And I'm like, bro, I've been doing this. And then I'm on Discord. I got like 30,000 followers on Discord. So... I could just get all my Discord followers to come follow me on doggone TikTok or Instagram. There's somebody that's chasing me on Instagram right now. But my Instagram, I can't make it personal because it's a creator um, profile. It's a content creator profile. So I just can't put it on the personal Instagram. It's not because I got so much videos, so much content, like... It's almost like I got a channel with a bunch of content on it, so I can't just make it private and stuff like that. So I wish I can because there's a lot of people that just bother me and stuff. They say hateful things. I ignore everything because I don't give a damn what you say about me. I really don't give a shit because me, I keep it smooth and clean, and I'm calm and collective at the same damn time. Yes, sir. I don't even care what, what people say. So... uh. This girl, she should have uh, made like a, how you say it? She should have made like a smarter decision. Yeah, you sh- yeah, she live stream it. That was a good thing that she live stream it. But she should have she should have picked a better choice of words instead of trying to encourage the looters and stuff like that. Or she should have did was, oh my god, look what's going on. Oh my god, look at these people. They acting crazy. Oh my god, like. You got to change the narrative, Missy, Miss Meatball, all right? And I'm pretty sure you would have never gotten in trouble, all right? You should have just live streamed it and then took your ass home. You would have never gotten in trouble. I'm pretty sure of it. You see what I'm saying? Because they do have police officers that's monitoring 
the um the websites and the platforms and the social media platform. They got they got officers. That's their only job to monitor all of that. So they they already seen what you was doing. So you should have picked a better choice of words. You should have not been screaming out. Everybody got to eat. You was like everybody got to eat and all that stuff. You was you was looked like you was egging everybody on to do it. You should have never did that. You should have been just, you should have been like a civilian, all right? Now she learned her lesson. So looks like she's a good live streamer. You see what I'm saying? So I feel bad that she had to go to jail and stuff. I know it's a horrible experience that she uh, endured, you know? Hopefully everything goes good for her. I hope they drop all of the charges because I don't want to see anybody go to jail, man. She, you know, she was just going with the vibe of everything, but she should have picked a better choice of words and stuff like that. So next time she know what to do and be like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? Act like a news reporter. That's basically what you're doing since you live streaming Meatball. Anyway, on to another news. Next. All right. A woman returns to a store that she allegedly shoplifted from to demand her phone that she left behind. Okay, so one of the two women who allegedly shoplifted from a California nail supply store returned to the business minutes later to demand her cell phone, which she had dropped, police say. The store owner offered to exchange her electronic device, which Moretta police said had the suspect's California driver's license and a credit card inside the case for the stolen goods, but the suspect allegedly assaulted him prior to leaving a second time. The incident unfolded just after noon on the September 19th. The event was caught on Premier Nell Supply surveillance cameras, and footage was shared with the um, news sources. The alleged assault turned the theft of about $600 in merchandise, less than the value of the suspect's phone, according to police, into a robbery charge, the store owner suffered minor injuries after being thrown to the ground by one of the suspects. The two suspects, who police identified to news sources as Kadriana Hall, 24 years old, and Serenity Banks, 19 years old, left the scene in a black vehicle. They were contacted by police minutes later when they were still sitting in the car outside of their home about a mile away from the store. Police say the stolen merchandise was still in plain sight inside of the vehicle and both women were taken to jail. All right. I don't know what's wrong with these little females. Hall and Banks are no longer in custody after posting bail, which was set at $5,000 apiece. For sure, it would have been easier to just buy the products with the credit card that was in the phone case, Moretta Police said on the Facebook Oh, man, that's some crazy stuff right there. I don't know what's wrong with people nowadays. You know, right? Like, obviously, these are young adolescents, and they don't know too much, and they think they was being slick. And I already know, like, nails salon stores and beauty supply stores, they get a lot of um, merchandise, theft, shoplifting. They get a lot of it. I was surprised about that. I never knew that um, these girls go crazy over beauty supplies like that, and that to me that's kind of weird. Like, like what's so, why why so serious about the beauty supplies? You know, but I can't get mad at these females because you know there's a lot of sucker, sucker 
guys out there, they just fools and idiots and stuff. So these women get anything from y'all. It's y'all fault. You see what I'm saying? So they don't get shit from me like that. Shit. If I give you something, it's from the heart. And it's like a connection between me and this woman. But I don't fall for no eyelashes and goddamn manicures and fucking, uh, uh, you know, the the face uh, makeup and shit like that. I see through all of that dumb shit, all right? I'm not one of them dudes that you're just going to, like, dazzle my mind with your beauty. It just won't work. I'll cuss you out before you get anything from me. That's just how I move. I don't know why men are so stupid. So... It's sad, you know. Some of you guys never get pussy like that. So probably that's one of the reasons I feel bad for you. But, hey, if you want to get some, if you want to be a, a woman's man, I suggest you read the Bible or something like that. That might get your confidence up in talking to these women and stuff like that and serenading these women out of their panties and stuff like that. Uh, that's the best way to do it. I know I got skills, so I'm just giving you the stuff that I do. You see what I'm saying? It might work out for you, all right? Holla at me. All right, let's move to another one. All right, fentanyl. Fentanyl is a major problem, right? It's killing people every three hours. Nearly $1.5 million worth of fentanyl seized in the Bronx, blocks away from the daycare center where that one-year-old kid died. Um... The Bronx law enforcement officers seized over 40 pounds of fentanyl worth nearly $1.5 million in the Bronx on Tuesday. The fentanyl was found six blocks away from the Davino Nino daycare center where a one-year-old child died after fentanyl exposure and three other children were taken to the hospital. Fentanyl is everywhere and it's in everything. It's the most urgent threat right now to our families, community, and our children, said Frank Tarantino, a special agent in charge of the DEA New York Division. Okay. The public outcry after the poisoning death of a toddler was not enough to stop a drug mill from operating just six blocks away from the daycare. All right. That's what uh, the agent, special agent Tarantino said. So the special Narcotics prosecutor charged Juan Gabriel Herrera Vargas, a 42-year-old, with operating as a major trafficker, criminal possession of a controlled substance, and criminally using drug paraphernalia. Vargas was arrested and taken into custody on Tuesday and is awaiting arraignment today in Manhattan Criminal Court, which is Friday, right? Okay, prior to this incident, Officers saw Vargas on Tuesday carrying a small black bag to the Kingsbridge Road subway station. Using surveillance, agents and officers tracked Mr. Vargas and saw him leaving an apartment building at the 2800 Heath Avenue in the Bronx, pulling a black and tan rolling suitcase just a few hours later. When the officers confronted Mr. Vargas, he gave them his wallet and ran away, leaving the suitcase behind. They found 13 rectangular-shaped kilogram bricks of what appeared to be fentanyl inside of the suitcase. A few hours later, Mr. Vargas was seen leaving the same apartment building with a blue suitcase this time. All right. The officers arrested Vargas and this time seized 50,000 glassines wrapped together into 25 larger pack packages from inside the suitcase, according to the police. 
When they arrived, they noticed the apartment windows were covered with black plastic trash bags. When they searched the apartment, they found one kilogram of fentanyl, six pounds of loose powder, 10,000 filled glassines, and other packing, packing materials. All right. Davino Nino Daycare Center. On Tuesday, the husband of the owner of the Davino Nino Daycare was arrested after a one-year-old boy died of fentanyl exposure at the facility. Police say that Felix Herrera was arrested in Mexico, having been on the run for over a week since the death of Nicholas Dominici. All right, so... It is still unclear whether Juan Gabriel Herrera Vargas and Felix Herrera are connected to one another. So they don't even know that yet. The city's health department reported the highest number of drug overdoses on record last year with 3,026 people dying, a 12% increase from the year before. Excuse me. Opioids are currently killing one New Yorker every three hours. Its key contributor, fentanyl, is reportedly the most common substance present in four out of five overdose, overdose deaths in the city. Reporters are, but reports are that the New York Light. Hold up, y'all. Hold on. I'm going to have to reiterate this paragraph. Reports are that New York, like everywhere else in the country, is accessible. Right, fentanyl is accessible everywhere. You never have to go more than a few blocks to find someone who's trafficking in it, said Harry Nelson, a healthcare professional and author of the United States of Opioids. Uh, and you got to be careful. Uh, because of this epidemic of fentanyl, I used to smoke a lot of weed, but guess what? I stopped. I don't really smoke like that. I don't, I only deal with the same person. I get it with the same, from the same person that I've been getting it for the, over a decade. But I really kind of stopped doing everything, you know. I probably sip a little liquor here and there, like once every other two weeks. Where I kind of stop everything because I don't trust nobody no more. Because fentanyl, I don't want to die. I think there's a lot of work that I got to do. I don't want to die right now. If I accomplish a lot of stuff in my life, I wouldn't be worried about death. But I ain't accomplished too much, all right? There's a lot of things that I'm still trying to accomplish in life. You see what I'm saying? There's a bunch of things that I'm trying to acquire before I go to my grave, all right? So, people, you don't need to do drugs to live your life. If you're stressed out, go talk to somebody or go to see a therapist, all right? It might be very conducive for your benefits, if you catch my drift, all right? So, I don't know if I'm going to cut this short. I'm going to cut this short because I'm going to have to cut this short because, you know, I'm traveling. I'm not even in the studio right now. You see what I'm saying? I'm in somebody's basement trying to record this and stuff. And they wanted to do the podcast with me, and they found out how hard it was. They thought it was very easy, and they were like, hell no, I can't do this shit. And I'm like, yeah. Like I've been I've been doing a podcast. I've been doing this for years. I just started recording this year. I started doing my pot my first episode was in April of this year. But before April, I always was like into podcasting. But I just ain't wanna do it because I ain't see I ain't see myself doing it. But somebody else did and they pushed me to do it. 
And now I got another endeavor with some money with it involved. That's dope, ain't it? That's what's up. I got people like um the advertisers and campaign advertisements. They attaching their business with my business, and I'm getting a little money off of it. All right? You know, so I already tell y'all how to do it. There's a campaign that's called um, Spotify for Podcasters. You, see, you can hear my voice talking about it before I start off the episode. All right? So I'm a, I'm leaking information for all of y'all so y'all can get into it, Whoever that wanna, whoever's out there that want to do podcasting. You know, for anybody out there that's interested into doing that, you know. But I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. I'm sorry. Damn. My jaws is hurting and stuff. Not because I talk a lot. It's because I'm chilling and I'm thinking about some other stuff at the same time. And I didn't even watch Thursday Night Football. I missed it. I was too busy. So I'm going to talk to you people later. You already know what to do. Just type in the search engine. Instagram, Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I, and you will find me right there. You will see my face. You will see the you will see that face that you see on the goddamn episode of Thinking Out Loud with Ben Pharrell. All right. And then you could do the same thing and follow me on TikTok. I'm very active on TikTok. I'm active on Instagram as well. But TikTok, I am extremely active on TikTok. And you could talk to me. Everybody talk to me on TikTok. They send me messages. I respond. All right. I even respond to people trying to make fun of me and talk shit because I like to talk shit myself. Well, just type it on the search engine. That's Box Benji. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you will find your man there. I'm going to holler at you people later with another segment, hopefully tomorrow. All right? Holla. Peace. One love. Don't turn it up, please. Them hard nights. Party at the Bodega. 